Are you a current or future physician assistant wanting to learn more about finances? Then join me on this journey to become a PA the FI way. Hi, my name is Kat, and I'm a practicing certified physician assistant who will be your host. It took me five years after I started practicing medicine as a PA to thoroughly dive into my personal finances after I discovered the concept of financial independence. I want to use what I have learned to help you avoid some of the financial mistakes that I have made while sharing some of the financial wins that I have had along the way. Join me as we discuss financial strategies to guide you to becoming a physician assistant on the way to financial independence. Welcome back, everyone, to the PA the FI Way podcast. I'm your host, Kat, and thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to take a listen to the episode today. In today's episode, I want to talk about how your overall financial health and wealth affect not only your mental health, but also your physical health. And I personally find this information super intriguing as a PA that works currently in mental health and psychiatry, but also had previously been managing chronic diseases in family medicine for several years. And I now obviously have this huge passion about financial independence too. So I really think that all of you listeners out there will really enjoy today's episode and find it very interesting. And I hope that you can also recognize the importance of the conversation and use it as encouragement to take the steps and take action to potentially change some things in your life if they need to be changed. If you haven't already done so yet, go back and take a listen to episode 19, where I talk about the importance of investing in your health on your journey to financial independence. But I talk about how there are actually six generally recognized different types of health. And those include physical health, mental health, emotional health, social health, environmental health, and spiritual health. But this episode today generated from reading a few different articles that talk about the connection between how yet another type of health, your financial health, can actually impact your mental and your physical health. So let's get started. The American Psychological Association has found that nearly three in four adults worry about money. And they also run a campaign called Stress in America that focuses on different stress levels among the general public and the impact of stress on the population. In 2014, the American Psychological Association focused entirely on health, stress, and finances. And they found that 32% of adults said that their finances or lack of money prevented them from living a healthy lifestyle. So almost a third of people feel as though their overall financial situation actually prevents them from being healthy. Also, around 12% of Americans have admitted to avoiding visiting a provider for medical care when they feel like they still need health care, but they avoid it because of financial concerns. And let's talk about how mental health and financial issues actually can feed off of each other and be a vicious cycle. The Money and Mental Health Policy Institute found that 46% of people in problematic debt also have a mental health problem, and 72% claim that their mental health problems have actually made their overall financial 
situation and financial issues worse. So let's break that down a little bit. Debt is correlated with mental health issues. And it's kind of like the chicken and egg situation. What came first? It is often very unclear because it depends upon each person's situation. Is it the fact that they got into a, a lot of debt, made their depression, anxiety worse or other mental health issues? Or is it the fact that they had a lot of depression, anxiety, and they couldn't go to work very frequently or work well and do their job well, and that impacted their finances and caused them to go into a lot of debt? And then almost three-fourths of people feel as though once they do have mental health problems, that their finances just get worse. Again, if they're too down and depressed to even get out of bed in the morning, what type of motivation do they have to work and earn income? Or maybe their anxiety is so paralyzing that they feel like they can't leave their house to work as well. So let's talk about how if you are both physically and mentally healthy, how your wealth could be impacted for the better. If you are doing well physically and mentally, you likely will have fewer office visits at the clinic and therefore have fewer medical bills. When you are more fit and in shape, then you often are more productive at work, which could potentially have you earn more money. When you have lower levels of stress and less anxiety overall, you can often think more clearly and make better decisions. And then you very likely can have steady income by being able to keep a job and earn income through the employment. There are studies that have found that people with lower incomes can have a higher risk of chronic disease, live shorter lives, and those chronic diseases can include heart disease, strokes, and their long-term impacts, diabetes. And some of the underlying causes of those can be that people who have lower income can often be more likely to participate in risky behaviors to try to help relieve their stress. And those risky behaviors could be things like smoking cigarettes or potentially overeating or potentially drinking a lot of alcohol excessively. Another study has found that people who were not doing well financially and had serious financial stress were 13 times more likely to have a heart attack. Financial stress can also lead to a 20% higher chance to have someone suffer from migraines. Additionally, your sleep could be impacted. And as you're well aware, if your sleep is not doing well, your mental health suffers. When your mental health isn't doing well, you can feel more down and depressed. You can feel more anxious and you could be at a higher risk of substance abuse. If you're having these mental health things going on, then it can impact your relationships with others, therefore impacting your emotional health. Another study found that people who carry around unsecured debt, which can include things like credit card debt and payday loans, can not only have more stress and anxiety in their life, but also overall poorer physical health, including pain that actually can interfere with their daily activities. So the people who carry their debt with them over time and prolong that debt experience worse physical health later in their life. And those who consistently had high debt were 76% more likely to have pain that interfered with their daily life compared to those who did not have unsecured or bad debt. Even when people do work on paying down their debt over time, 50% of those types of people can still have pain interfere with their lives. Often people who might have a lot of 
unsecured debt may have it because of having had a medical emergency or having really low income over a long period of time in the setting of high inflation. And again, if they're having this chronic physical pain or more of these migraines or their mental health is suffering, then the amount of total income that they could earn might be less as well. So you can see how this is a vicious cycle, right? So what can help with this scenario is to try not to take on a whole lot of unsecured debt and getting in the habit of learning and implementing good financial habits as soon as you can can help set you up for success for many future years to come. Having a robust emergency fund could be helpful too. You want at least three to six months worth of an emergency fund accessible. Some people may feel more comfortable having 12 months worth of expenses in their emergency fund, and some people even up to two years. It really depends upon what your comfort level is. I personally like to have my money invested more so that it's earning more, but a lot of people feel much more secure having a large emergency fund super accessible in cash so that they don't have to ever even consider putting anything that's a lot of money on a credit card. I hope this information encourages you to take action today to put steps into place to get your financial health overall at a stage that is best for you at this point of your life and that you are able to work on your financial goals in the future. And although an ultimate financial goal of reaching financial independence where you can pursue any type of work or hobbies or pastimes that you'd like because at that point work is optional, remember that on your way to financial independence, when you are setting yourself and your family up for future financial success, that frees up so many more options and lowers your stress significantly as well in regards to your finances before you even reach financial independence. And besides looking at your financial health picture right now, I also want you to take stock of both your mental health and your physical health. How is your mental health doing? Do you feel like perhaps you need to talk to a therapist or a counselor about your stress? Do you feel as though you've been pretty down or really anxious for quite some time and you feel like you want to talk about some medications? How's your physical health doing? Are you trying to prioritize eating nutritious foods full of vitamins and nutrients like lots of vegetables and fruit to help your mental and your physical health? Are you also trying to prioritize movement and activity with any type of exercise that can benefit both your mental and your physical health? Many of you who are listening today are likely in the medical field working as PAs, so you all know this, but I really like to talk to my patients about finding exercise that they feel like is easy for them to do but also affordable. So there's free YouTube videos where you can exercise in the comfort of your home. You can go on a walk with a friend or family member or by yourself with your favorite podcast. Gentle stretching and yoga can help with your overall stress too. So there are multiple options. I really hope that you take the steps today to not only start or continue your journey to financial independence, but also to protect your mental health and your physical health along the way. And for those of you who may not be aware, I am offering one-on-one coaching if you are interested in having someone to bounce ideas off of where you could make different steps in your life to reach different goals for you financially as well as overall for your life. I'd be happy to see if you feel as though we'd be a good fit for each other. You can send me an email 
at pa the f i way at gmail.com if you're interested in that. Or you can check out my website as well at pa the f i way.com. Otherwise, I'm always happy to chat in the DMs over on Instagram or through the Facebook group as well. And you can find the links to those in the show notes. I'm also going to link the articles that I learned a lot of this information in today's episode from so that you can read them as well if you'd like a little bit more information. Thanks so much for tuning in again today. And I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And I'll see you back here soon. Thank you for tuning in. And I hope that you decide to continue to join me along this journey of becoming a PA the FI way. Please take a moment to press the subscribe button on the platform that you are listening to this on. But more importantly, consider sharing with another current or future PA that could benefit from the information that we reviewed in this episode. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Until next time.